Let me tell you a couple things about money and our topic. This is going to bother a lot of people, all right? You guys know that we could do the standard church thing and talk about tithing. Talk about, you know, read a few parables about money, but you know that's not my style. My style is to really go as deep into it as we can, and we're going to wrestle with money because in the Bible, it's a very multidimensional topic. It's not one-sided. There's a lot of things we're going to be wrestling with tonight. I'm just going to kick it off, spend a few minutes on it tonight, and then go into this video. Here are the topics we're going to kind of cover. And you can see it's my subtitle way at the bottom is it's time to grow up. And I think one of the biases I come with is the church spends so much time distancing itself from money as an evil subject that we don't actually realize that God commands us in places to make money. It's a pretty controversial statement to hear in the church. I'm going to look at the parable tonight just briefly. All right, but there's also other facets. Go to the next slide. Here's some things we're going to cover. Investment. We never talk about that in the church, and yet the parable of the talents is directly about investing our money. How do we invest as Christians to increase the money that we have in this lifetime to better the kingdom of God while it's on earth? We never talk about budgeting in the church. We never really talk about that. You know, when was the last time you heard a sermon about budgeting? And yet every one of us struggles with that where we are in our lives. And this Christian dictates that we should be budgeting. So we know that we have enough to meet the needs of God's people, let alone our own needs, and tonight the needs of those who are poor in other countries. Jump one more slide if you could. We talk about giving. We are going to spend a little bit of time on it. We're also going to spend some time on savings. It goes hand in hand with budgeting. We as God's people need to have some savings. Now maybe we're not going to talk about building up storehouses as the Bible says we're not supposed to do, but we need to save something instead of spend it all. We need to talk about debt and what debt does to God's people. One way to do that is we could all stand around here and compare credit card statements. You guys want to do that? Yes. See what, what you guys are spending your money on? <laughs> debt. Now, there's legitimate debt. I know you might be paying school loans or own a house or something. But debt is directly related to poverty. If you don't believe me, check out Bono and the whole one.org thing and what they're trying to do in debt relief in Africa. Their debt is at a national level, and the Western nations are not forgiving enough debt. Now, how the countries got into debt in the first place doesn't matter probably at this point. How you got into debt doesn't matter at this point. It only matters what you decide to do from this point forward. Living debt-free is probably never going to happen in America for most Christians, but at least the closer you get to it, the more you're not enslaved to debt. And when God calls you to do something crazy like put your house up for sale and move to Africa, at least you will have some positive cash flow as opposed to be so in debt that you could never follow God's will. We're going to talk about greed and materialism, also topics that cover money. The dark side of money... There's people in the church who are infected with greed, who always want more. They might give a lot, but they still need more. Or how about the incessant materialism that we have as a culture? We tell all our friends that we're going to heaven. We tell our friends that there's a kingdom up there that's better than this one. But we drive the same cars that they do. We buy the same houses that they do. We buy the same boats that they do. And it seems like we're living for this life as opposed to the next one we keep preaching about. Oh, it's going to be so great up there, but until we get there, let's just live it up here. Hey, maybe that's legitimate. You guys are going to have to debate me on that one. These are the topics that are going to take up the better part of the next two months. If you guys are new and joining us tonight, join us for this journey. We're going to go through and hit these topics. 
Here is just a small flavor before we start our movie tonight. Let me read from God's Word. God tells us in Matthew 6.19, He says, Do not store for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy, and where thieves break into steel. But store up for yourselves treasure in heaven, where moth and rust do not destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And in verse 24, He says, No servant can serve two masters, Either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. Those are Jesus' own words in the book of Matthew. Now contrast them with this parable that Jesus speaks in Matthew as well. He says, at the end of time, the coming of the kingdom of God will be like this parable. Again, it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted his property to them. To one he gave five talents of money, to another two talents, and to another one talent, each according to his ability. Then he went on his journey. The man who received the five talents went out at once and put his money to work and gained five more. So also the one with the two talents gained two more. But the man who had received the one talent went off, dug a hole in around, and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled accounts with them. The man who had received the five talents brought the other five. Master, he said, you have entrusted me with five talents. See, I have gained five more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. The man with the two talents also came forward. Master, he said, you entrusted me with two talents. See, I have gained two more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Then the man who had received the one talent came and said, Master, I knew that you were a hard man, harvesting where you had not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. So I was afraid and went out and hid your talent in the ground. See, here is what belongs to you. His master replied, You wicked, lazy servant. So you knew that I harvest where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed? Well, then, you should have put my money on deposit with the bankers so that when I returned, I would have at least received it back with interest. Take the talent from him. Give it to the one who has the ten talents. For everyone who has will be given more, and he will have an abundance. Whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken from him. And throw that worthless servant outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. This is the same word from the same Lord in the same book, giving us two very different sides of money. On the one side, telling us that you can't serve both God and money. And on the other side, saying, if you don't invest what I gave you monetarily, now you could take it as talents like, I play the trumpet. Or I'm really good at like, you know, building with my hands. But the parable directly speaks also about money. That if we don't take the money that we've been given in this life and invest it for the kingdom, when the master comes back, he will hold us to account and say to those of us who did not invest and make the most of what he gave us, you wicked, lazy servant. Some of us are counting on the first one. Hey, but I can't serve God in money, so I decide to serve you and not touch the money. That sounds like it's so biblical. Then you have this other parable that you have to deal with where... He says, I've given you all abilities to make money. Now what are you going to do with it? 
What are we going to do with it? And throughout our entire series, we're going to be wrestling with this parable as we look at poverty, debt, savings, investment, budgeting, materialism, all of those things combined. That at one hand, Jesus is telling us to live a life that's free from money in this life and to live for the next life. And at the same time, he's telling us, I'm going to come back at the end of time and ask you, what did you do with what I gave you? How did you do in investing for the kingdom? I'm hoping that by the time we're done with this series that we have a much better understanding of how those two square. If nothing else, I'm hoping that we're going to have a very good understanding of how we can budget and invest and live a life that's worthy of our calling so that what you see tonight on the screen, this movie, yeah, it's going to touch our heart. We're going to get up here a little bit afterwards and talk about it. But it's going to be the first bookend so that when we're done with our talk about money, we're going to come back to it and say, now that we have a better perspective of money, what can we do to help the people who are dying in this world? Consider this a short two-month course on how to live and make money for the kingdom so that we might go out for the rest of our lives and actually use it for his purposes. Let's pray and then we'll get started. Lord, it said that on this topic, there's more words written about money and finances in the Gospels than almost any other topic. This is something that's near and dear not only to your heart, but to ours, because money touches us in so many ways. Lord, I pray for open hearts during this series and open minds, because I know that there will be things in here that are going to be said that are going to bother some people. We all are too much tilted one way or another in favor of greed or giving or debt or investment or budgeting. Somewhere we're good at some things and we're bad at others. Lord, you want us to be whole people, and that's why you give us these parallel passages in your own word to shape us and to show us that these teachings are complex. They're not one-dimensional or two-dimensional, but they're really three-dimensional teachings that we have to understand from all sides to become whole people for you the way you want us to be. Lord, right now I ask that you just take away the distractions, and I thank you for each person who's made a commitment to lay aside time tonight to just study what's going on in the world and to study your word. There's hundreds of other things we could be doing on a Sunday night, but I thank you for the people who continually come each Sunday night to learn more about your word and to become better messengers for you in this world. Lord, we offer this movie up to you and the people who made it. We pray for their commitment to it, and I just pray that it be instructive to us, that it touch us in the right way, and that you speak through the work that other people put into making this possible. pray all these things in your name. Amen.